Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. This week I'm doing my podcast live on YouTube again, so if you prefer to watch the video and follow the reading with me as I do that on the screen, then please go to my YouTube channel, Fiona Wattam, and subscribe. I'm hoping to do a few more of these, as many as I can, during these difficult times, and I hope that you're all keeping safe and well. So today's reading is general training and I've taken it from a lesson that I created for the Members Academy this week which is all about time management and I chose this text because it kind of encapsulates everything that I talk about in the time management lesson and I'm going to bring some of those uh, to light while I go through this reading. This text is called The Birdmen. Um, I can't put that on my website, but if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find it on somebody else's. Look at the title. As I said, it's called The Birdmen and use anything you can to help you. So this actually has a subtitle. They don't always have a subtitle or even a title. It says, will people finally be able to fly long distances without a plane? John Andres investigates. So we know that this is really going to be just a factual um, text. There's no theory or argument or opinion. It is usually factual in part one, but there's an element of background and history as well. So that's what you can expect in the first paragraph. And we can see this here. People have dreamt of flying since written history began. Now, one of the strategies I talk about with time management is getting used to these texts. That's the only thing that will help you read faster. You know the first line is just going to be some fact about history and up until now. It's the kind of first line that you can use and I recommend you use for your writing task two. It's great, it's got a nice present perfect. People have dreamt of flying since written history began. So any kind of task two question that asks you um, about, oh, I don't know, let's think about crime. <laughs> crime has been committed since time began. You know, it's it's a general statement useful for task two. So make sure when you're reading, you um, you notice this kind of style and get used to this very factual uh, academic style. And then you will know which bits you can skim. You know this is just going to be background. And it goes then the next line says, in the 1400s, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci drew detailed plans for human flying machines. So again, it gives us a bit of context. Even in the 15th century, Leonardo da Vinci was planning how man could fly. So it immediately sets the tone and it tells us that's what the text will be about. How far have we come with our ambition to fly? And 
Also, that first line, you've got capital letters and numbers. So as you know, those are key for skimming. Now, a word about skimming. There's quite a debate about whether you should actually skim the text first before you look at the questions. I put a poll on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's the same I use for everything, IELTS ETC. That's IELTS, I-E-L-T-S ETC. I put a poll there because I was interested to see what teachers advise their students. And 75% uh, of teachers said you should always read the questions first. I have to say, I agree with that. However, there is a benefit in really quickly skimming the text, really quickly. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm skimming the text for capital letters and numbers, because as I'll show you, that will get me quickly through the questions and finding where the answers are. So now I'm skimming the text with you. You can see the first one thing that comes up after Leonardo is another flying man, stuntman in Hollywood, capital letters, Eric Scott. And he jumps out of planes and he advertises Go Fast Drinks, capital letters again. That's the first paragraph. Now, the other technique is to skim using just first lines. So the, the next paragraph starts, paramotoring is another way of getting into the air. So you know that they're going to talk about this paramotoring, whatever that is, and they explain it for you. So if there are words that you don't know, IELTS knows that and they will give you explanations of words that would be difficult for you, like paramotoring here. It says it combines a parachute uh, with a small engine and propeller. That's all you need, a parachute and a small engine. That's paramotoring. And it gives another man who does this called Chris Clark, capital letters, and there are quote marks, quotation or speech marks. They can help you find answers in the text. Next paragraph moves to another keen paramotorist. And it's interesting, it says recently experienced a close call when in the air. Now this is idiomatic, a close call. It means escape from danger, that he had a very dangerous experience, but he escaped it very narrowly. And so that first line introduces him and his story of danger. He's called Patrick Vanden Bulka, and it says basically his parachute went on fire. And he talks about how dangerous it can be. Therefore, you should take a training course. How much does it cost? £1,000, we can see here. And talks again about a story of somebody who sold their equipment because 
they had a dangerous experience as well. So the next paragraph goes to another level of danger and it tells us that in the first line. It says paramotoring is not in the same league as the acrobatics demonstrated by Eve Rossi, capital letters again, another man who does dangerous things in order to fly. And it mentions he parachuted from a plane above Lake Geneva, capital letters there, and goes on to tell us a bit more about him in the following paragraphs. In fact, the rest of the reading, a whole half, is all about him. He's called Rossi. He's known as the Birdman in these inverted commas, again, to help us find things. Born in 1959 in Switzerland, capital letters. Talks about his um, story, why he started flying. Next paragraph, in May 2008, he reached the highest uh, point of uh, 300 kph, so again capital letters or unusual words which help you spot it. And he got help from a German company called JCT Composites uh, and a company called JetKit, capital letters again, tell you how he managed to succeed in, in, in flying at this very high speed. And the last paragraph is also about him. So a quick skim of the text has given us so much information that we can now go and look at the questions. There are three sets of questions. And the reason why people advise looking at the questions first, we can see here, question 28 simply tells us what information is given about van den Bulka in paragraph 3. It tells us just go to paragraph 3, forget 1 and 2. So there are some instructions in the questions which help us. The second question uh, talks about paramotoring equipment, so we know to go to the next paragraph and then Question 30 talks about Lake Geneva, so we know we go to paragraph 5. So the first three multiple choice questions have told us exactly where to look. The next set of questions is gap fill and the title, look at the title, it's Eve Rossi. Now we know that this gap fill is completely centred on this man. So we look at the second half of the text and always check, choose one word and or a number. And the final set of questions is 36 to 40 and we're matching facts to people. So now we've got the four people that were mentioned, those capital letters, Eric Scott, Chris Clark, Patrick Vandenbulk and Eve Rossi, they come in the same order as the text. You go back, you highlight those names and then focus on these last questions. So I'm going to go through each one with you. Let's have a look at the multiple choice questions. Please pause the video and uh, do these questions yourself if you want to. I've put 
uh, keywords in bold so you know exactly where to go. 28 information about Vanden bulk in paragraph 3. And here are the options. He narrowly avoided a dangerous situation. B. He did not understand the equipment he was using. C. He did not react fast enough to the situation. D. He was fortunate to get the help he needed. Well, we already said that the first line in that paragraph was that he had a close call. Close call simply means he narrowly avoided something. There is our answer. Shall I go through the other ones to see why they are tricks? He did not understand the equipment. Not He didn't mention that he didn't understand it. He just said that he didn't realise that he was burning on fire. He did not react fast enough. Well, he obviously did react fast. He said, I realised I had to get to the ground fast. He was fortunate to get the help he needed. Um, no mention that he got any help. So remember with multiple choice, there are always two which are close to the answer. So I would say A and C are mentioned in the text. So it's close to the answer. But B and D are not mentioned at all. He didn't get any help and no mention that he didn't understand the equipment. Now we need to go to the next question 29 when the writer refers to some second-hand paramotoring equipment which was for sale. So you quickly go there. Uh, it's right at the bottom of that paragraph. There was one pre-used kit advertised. Pre-used synonym for second hand. So you go to pre-used. This is where vocabulary and synonyms increase your speed because the questions and the answers are always paraphrasing the text. If you've done that in your practice, you've looked at parallel language, you know what the synonyms are and how to paraphrase, then this will come to you really quickly. Second hand, pre-used kit. Kit is a synonym for equipment. So we know where to find it, but what's the point that he's making? This is quite tricky. A, paramotoring equipment is in short supply, meaning there's a shortage. No mention of that. Paramotoring equipment needs to be carefully tested. Paramotoring is a very expensive hobby. Paramotoring can be a dangerous pastime. So, what does he say? There was one pre-used kit advertised on a website with a bit of damage due to a rough landing. So, all we know is that the kit was damaged. Scared myself to death the seller reported, hence the reason for this sale. So you have to read in between the lines there. That's another technique that you'll find with multiple choice especially. The answer is not always spelt out for you. We can see that the seller was frightened, scared. 
Why? Well, there was damage. So we know he must have had an accident and that's why, hence, the reason for this sale. He's selling it. So the answer is paramotoring can be a dangerous pastime. Pastime, synonym for hobby. Does not say that it's expensive. He talks about the training course costing £1,000 and you can get cheaper equipment if you want to, but he doesn't say it's an expensive hobby. Um, Doesn't say the equipment needs to be tested and doesn't say it's in short supply. So those are all distractors. Now, the question 30, the description of what happened at Lake Geneva is given to suggest that Rossi So why do they give this example of what happened in Lake Geneva? Something, it's telling us something about Rossi. And the four options are, A, he frequently changes his plans. B, he likes to do what appears impossible. C, is an excellent overall sportsman. And D, knows the area very thoroughly. So what it says, he once parachuted from a plane above Lake Geneva and intentionally skimming the top of a fountain as he landed, he descended to the lake where he grabbed some water ski equipment and started water skiing while the crowd watched open mouthed. So there are lots of things there. A. He frequently changes his plans. Well, no, he didn't change his plans. Um, He, well, we don't know what he planned. We don't know. B. He likes to do what appears impossible. Possibly. We can see the crowd watched open-mouthed. They thought it was impossible, but he did it. C is an excellent overall sportsman. Now, this is the one my students chose and I can see why. It looks like he jumped from a plane, then got on the ski equipment and started water skiing. But that's only two sports. It's only jumping from a plane and water skiing. Does not mean he is an excellent overall sportsman. Doesn't mean he can play football or cricket. And D, he knows the area very thoroughly. Again, no mention that he knows the area of Lake Geneva, only that he knew where he was going to land. He knew intentionally he wanted to land on the fountain and then into the lake. That only tells, leaves us with B, he likes to do what appears impossible. Reading between the lines, it is not really spelt out for us. But in terms of speed of reading, getting faster, the more practice you do, looking at the right answers, reading between the lines, the faster the answer will jump out to you because you will be used to it. It will be familiar to you. And those are the answers on screen you can see now. Uh, So the second part is the gap fill and it focuses only on Eve Rossi. 
It starts with he was born in 1959. So you go quickly. Line one, he was born in 1959 in Switzerland. We need to find the first gap. He worked as both. This is quite a common strategy in gap fill. You're looking for two things. He worked as both a military and something pilot. So we know he was a pilot. He was two types of pilot. If you're watching, please pause the video and do this yourself. I'm going to put the bold now to show you where the answers are. And we can see he joined the Air Force from 20 to 28 and then did a job as a pilot with a commercial airline. So those are his two jobs as a pilot. First, the Air Force. Synonym is military. Second, a commercial airline. Now remember, you can only use one word. We need an adjective to describe pilot. So the adjective is commercial and that is the answer. In 32, he says first he asked a firm. So a firm we know is a company which made something planes. So you quickly go to the firm, German firm, and it says initially he approached, he had approached, so that's past perfect, tells us that happened first. A company called JetKit, capital letters, which specialised in miniature planes, miniature planes. And that gives us the answer again, adjective miniature to describe the planes. Why? Why did he approach them to construct some something for him? Some tells us it's plural or uncountable. We know it's plural if you look after, but these proved unsuitable. These were unsuitable. So we're looking for a gap which is plural. What did he ask them to make? And we can see the wings they made for him were not rigid enough. So the wings they made for him, that is the answer, the wings. Now, in the gap fill, it actually goes back in order. You see this happening sometimes, but it's still within that paragraph. On a flight in May 2008, so you go to May 2008, he managed to achieve a top speed of, and you're looking for a speed, a number. What was the top speed? There are three numbers in the text. It says he was diving at over 290 kph, kilometers per hour, at one point reaching 300 kph, which was about 104 kph faster than the typical falling skydiver. So we're looking at what was the top speed. So you take the top speed, which was 300 kph. And yes, just write kph for it says one word and or a number kph here is the one word and 300 is the number you don't need to write out kilometers 
per hour, that would be three words. And the final gap saying he easily exceeded the speed achieved by the average something. So he exceeded, meaning he went faster, that's the synonym in the text, than the typical falling skydiver. Typical synonym for average falling skydiver. Two words there, but you need only one. The only one you can choose is the noun, which is skydiver. Okay, so moving finally, there you can see the answers in red on the video. Let's move to the matching, the four men, Eric, Chris, Patrick and Eve, matching to these five statements. So remember, you can use these letters more than once because there are five statements and only four men. Um, the best way to tackle this, I think, is to highlight the names and then to skim again at what is interesting or noticeable about them. So Eric Scott comes first in the same order as the choices of, of people. And what does it say? Well, he worked in Hollywood. Now he works for the energy drink company and it's called Go Fast. Quickly skim the questions. What can you find? He uses his flying expertise to promote a product. That's Eric. He's promoting Go Fast Drinks. Let's go down to Chris Clark. He talks about paramotoring. He says there's a problem. It's not really suited to commuting. Why not? It's impossible to take off in strong winds. That's all he says. That's it for him. So look at the questions and it says so he mentions circumstances which prevent you from leaving the ground. Taking off is a synonym for leaving the ground. Which circumstances? Well, strong winds. So that's Clark. The next man you've got is Patrick Vandenbulker. Remember him, the story about his dangerous uh, brush with death. And it says, um, he gives some advice about if you're beginning, you shouldn't teach yourself because you will regret it later. And we can see this in 39. He describes a mistake some beginners might make. So we've got those three with this half. Now, let me show you the second half, which relates back to Rossi again. And we're looking for the two statements where he acknowledges the role of his equipment and he explains what led him to experiment with different ways of flying. So when you look at Rossi, he said when he was a pilot, he didn't really like it because he felt like he was in a box or a submarine underwater. From then on, he concentrated on becoming the first jet-powered flying man. So he wanted to find a different way of flying because he felt uncomfortable being in a plane. 
So that is what led him to experiment. And finally, the role of his equipment. We see here at the end of this paragraph, Rossi says he has become the first person to maintain a stable horizontal flight thanks to aerodynamic carbon foldable wings. Without these special wings, it is doubtful he would have managed to do this. So um, he says it's thanks to these wings that he was able to do this. And this means he acknowledges the role of his equipment in enabling him to set a flying record. It's those wings that he had specially made for him. So we've been looking at uh, one text that has lots of examples of techniques that you can use to speed up your reading. If you'd like to follow my podcasts, you can find me on anchor.fm forward slash IELTS ETC. Um, that does go to other podcasts like Apple Podcasts. I think it's called, is it? I Yeah, Apple Podcasts and it's called IELTS Made Easier. If you go to my website, you can find on the first page, it's got a link to podcasts and there are 12 or 13 different places where you can hear it. For example, Spotify as well. Um, I am planning to change it quite soon. So do listen out for any announcements that I have about where I am moving my podcast to so that I can put it more easily on my website and you can find it more easily. Thank you for watching or listening today. I hope I'm able to help more people and reach more people by doing it both on YouTube and via my podcast. Do let me know if you have any requests. I do try and answer everybody's questions. So if I've missed you, um, please just shout again and I'll, I'll try and get back to you. Thank you very much for watching. Please stay safe and look after yourself. Bye for now. Bye bye.